Back to throw Fitzpatrick. Throwing high into the air. Got it. Parker, touchdown. What a win for this Miami Dolphin team. Wow. What is up, Dolphins? And welcome to the Drive Time Podcast, part of the Dolphins official podcast network covering your Miami Dolphins. I am your host, Travis Wingfield, and as always, each and every day, I am here to bring you your daily dose of Miami Dolphins football. And on today's show, Ryan Fitzpatrick spent a day with Neil Reynolds of Sky Sports. We're going to talk to Neil about his time with the Dolphins quarterback and the launch of his new podcast, The Neil Reynolds Podcast. All of that and more here on this Friday, April the 3rd edition of the Drive Time Podcast. That's another Miami Dolphins. And I am very excited to get to this interview with Neil Reynolds. I think we can all agree that Ryan Fitzpatrick is one of the most liked players, most unique players in the league. And he often gives refreshing perspective, not just about football, but really any topic in life. A 15-year NFL vet, a graduate of Harvard with a degree in economics. Tough to find a more well-rounded resume than what Ryan Fitzpatrick offers. So with that... Let's go ahead and get to my interview with Neil Reynolds of Sky Sports and the Neil Reynolds Podcast. He spent an entire day with the Dolphins quarterback chatting about football, life, and everything in between. And joining me on the podcast now is the host of Sky Sports TV, the Inside the Huddle podcast, and his newest project, the Neil Reynolds Podcast, self-named Neil. Welcome in, sir. Thank you for having me, Travis. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, it's been uh, exciting times um, uh, launching this new podcast and... uh, yeah, got to spend uh, spend a day with a, a man who's dear to Dolphins fans' hearts, I'm sure. He certainly endeared himself to us last year with the way he finished out that season. You even talked about it in the podcast, and we'll get to this stuff here in just one second, about him carrying Walt Aikens off the field after that win in New England. <laughs> just really symbolizes and personifies the kind of man that Ryan Fitzpatrick is. And that's the debut subject of Neil's new podcast, the Neil Reynolds Podcast. He's going to go one-on-one with different NFL stars and NFL people and get their perspectives and their takes and who better than Ryan Fitzpatrick. And first, Neil, let's go ahead and start here with your your project and talk about it. What was the inspiration behind this new podcast and what can fans expect from these one-on-one really intimate interviews? Yeah, and that's that's what I'm aiming for. Um, Obviously, I'm I'm 4,000 miles away from the US, so um, there's no point me doing uh, a podcast that's uh, looking at all of the ins and outs of the news of the NFL. And I actually do that to a degree for the UK audience uh, with Inside the Huddle anyway. So this is a this is a chance for me to use great contacts. I have great contacts. I pride myself on um, having very, very good contacts. Um, I just I was texting back and forth with Fitz this afternoon. Um, I've just got off the phone with Kurt Warner. So, you know, I do have contacts through quite through the Sky Sports web, also through NFL UK. Um, We do NFL UK live stage shows around the country and we go to theaters and we tour and I've been with a lot of big names and we don't just get to sort of do one interview. We get to sit on a tour bus for six hours as we go uh, from place to place. You really get to know the person. And um, so these are stories of their lives in football. So it's not about the news of the day. It's about, how they got to where they are, you know, what makes them tick, what drives them, what stories can they tell us along the way? So really trying to take fans, you know, as you said, intimate, I think that's the, that's the feel I'm trying to get with this is, um, you know, take fans really in, in 
in that person's life. And, and that's why with, with Fitz and, and to start the first one, you know, I mentioned to him that I'd like to come out to, to see him in, in America and could we do the interview? And he said, well, yeah, don't just come and do the interview. Let's go fishing. We'll go fishing for the day. So, um, we, we went fishing. I'd never fished before in my life. Um, and then we sat and did the interview afterwards. And, and so you, I really want to get that kind of up close feel. So it's storytelling. It's just telling these stories of how people got to the NFL. So episode two, I recorded the day after I spent the day with Fitz. Um, I went and, uh, spent, uh, an hour or so with Bruce Arians, the head coach of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And it's about his life. It's not about Jameis Winston. It was actually before they signed Tom Brady. Um, but it's more about, you know, Bruce Arians was a, a bartender who got held up at gunpoint. Once he got kicked out of high school, he coached Andrew Luck. He coached Peyton Manning, Big Ben. It's all its all about those stories. It's not really about the headlines of today. Well, you've certainly found the best characters in this big play that we do call the NFL to kick off this podcast. And you guys can find the Neil Reynolds podcast wherever you get your episodes from, whether it's Apple, Spotify. You can go ahead and download that podcast. And first, Neil, before we get into this, you mentioned Fitzpatrick's upbringing, kind of what brought him to the stage of his career. But before we do that, I have to ask you, because the promo you guys shot on those scooters, you when you're around Ryan Fitzpatrick, you just... you just can't help but have a smile on your face. And I was chuckling as I watched that. Was that little clip rehearsed or was that completely off the cuff, Ryan Fitzpatrick in his finest? So I told him what we, so we, it wasn't rehearsed. I said, I want you to say welcome to the Ryan Fitzpatrick podcast and then I'll <laughs> correct you. And then we'll just go, go from there and say, just follow my lead. So we did it once. That was one take and that was it. That was just, and I didn't know he was going to give it the big sell like he did. That was, <laughs> that was all him. And there was no, there was no kind of lines. It was, it was kind of a rough idea of what to say, but that was, that's just him. And, and, and it was, it was great because we, we knocked on his front door. We arrived at his house and straight away he came out into, onto the porch and said, Oh, we're going to go to the uh, end of the street to do some of the filming. So he said, it's about, you know, it's about a quarter of a mile down this way, half a mile down this way. And I said, okay. So he said, we're going to need to jump in a car. So I said, okay, are we all going to get in one car? And he said, no, no, your producer and cameraman, they can get in a car. Guys, just drive to the end of the street. It's right down that way. You can't miss it. You and me, we're, we're going on these. And that, and then he just pulled open his garage and he's like, let's get on these. It's like a couple of big kids. And then he just goes racing off down the street and I have to catch him up. I've never been on an electric scooter in my life. But um, yeah, that's just him. He's just a, he's one of the most down to earth, fun guys. Um, totally unspoiled by 15 years in the NFL. You, would, you wouldn't think he was an NFL player. You just think he's a regular guy, which is why I think so many people love him. And there, I actually have a great story to add for the scooter idea here, Neil. I was at a game for the Dolphins and Bengals last year. It was right before Christmas. And so he had his entire family down and he had a great game that day through for four touchdowns over 400 yards. And my wife and I went down to Los Olas in Fort Lauderdale for a dinner that night. And who do we see besides Ryan Fitzpatrick? And like you mentioned, he's got the beard. He's got the trucker hat on, the t-shirt and the shorts. Looks like a regular dude. And he was walking alongside who I think was his mom. And he looks at one of the bird scooters. And I kid you not, Neil, it's funny you mentioned that because his eyes lit up like a 12-year-old <laughs> child when he saw that thing. Like, I want to ride that, but he couldn't do it. He didn't do it. He passed it by, but he definitely wanted to get on that scooter. So I think that's a hilarious segue, hilarious story. And I wanted to ask you, since you did spend the day fishing with him. Is this the kind of guy he mentioned in the podcast growing up with brothers and how the house was full of testosterone and how 
every Thanksgiving, the biggest competition was the pregame weigh-in and the postgame weigh-in in terms of the Thanksgiving meal dinner. So I was curious, does that competitive nature, that competitive streak that he grew up with, did that translate onto the fishing boat? And did you guys kind of go back and forth that way? No, it couldn't have actually been more different. In, in, maybe he saves the competitiveness for his brothers, but he was the perfect coach. And I was terrible. Travis, I've never filmed I've never <laughs> fished in my life. I've never fished. I couldn't even cast off to start with. And it was funny. We were, I, I said to my producer as we were driving home at the end of the day, back to our um, hotel, and I, we were talking about what a great day it was. And I said, you know what? There was a little piece there where you could see why he's been so loved in every locker room he's been in. So every time I messed up, he would say, that's my fault. I didn't teach you properly. So I cast off one point. I cast off. And the hook attached to the rope at the end of my boat, I didn't even get the cast off off the boat. And it, the hook got all hooked up and caught up. And he was like, that's my bad. I should have told you to look out for the rope. Literally, every time I messed up, it was his fault. And it was, he made me feel so like welcome, so at home, so don't worry if you mess up. You know, if you, if you do something, I, I mean, to be fair, he was giggling away at how bad I was at times. <laughs> but I also did catch a fish and I'd, I had no idea what I was doing. And he talked me through the whole thing. So, yeah, he wasn't competitive, but I got to see that, that classic you know, it's not your fault, it's my fault kind of leadership. And uh, it's just interesting because if he translates that onto the field and into the locker room, you can see why he's so loved. So when you caught the fish, did he accept the credit for that as well? Oh, no, but I didn't <laughs> want to touch it. So no, no, it was all me. He, you know, it was, it was giving me the credit, but he had to take over because I didn't, I, I didn't want to touch the fish. I'm not, not very good at that kind of thing. I didn't want to know that. I just wanted to get the fish off the hook and back in the water as quick as we could but you know it was one of those it was one of those days where we were we were we we kept everything rolling while we were fishing um you know aside from the sit down interview and i think both of us forgot that we had a camera on us that we had microphones on it was just yeah it was just i mean i've covered the nfl for a long time and it was one of the one of the special days it really was it sounds like you really had a great time with him, Neil, and it doesn't surprise me at all being around the guy. Just just emanates that energy. And you talked about this on the podcast with him coming off the bench in that Washington game, how he really sparked the offense and led two touchdown drives and almost won the thing at the very end of the contest. And you can kind of see that that gravitational pull that he has as a quarterback on the football field. Clearly he has that outside the football field as well, but I wanted to kind of talk to you here about his draft day experience since we are coming up now just three weeks away from the draft. And I actually didn't know that he had an offer from Eastern Washington. I'm a Pacific Northwest guy myself. That's like two hours (laughs) away from where I live. Found that very interesting. He talks of course about his, some of the trash talk in the Ivy league there at Harvard. I just, these stories are great. You guys have to go check them out on the Neil Reynolds podcast. He talks with Ryan Fitzpatrick, Dolphins quarterback. But back to the Dolphins aspect and, and standpoint, he, you mentioned that the way he does kind of have that gravitational pull in the locker room. How much did you really get from him in terms of just being around him on a outside the football field? And you mentioned that leadership, but just a, the kind of guy that you want to be around. Definitely the definitely the kind of guy you. Every, every fan would want to go and have a beer with him. Everyone would want to hang out with him. And, and I think that's the same in the, in the locker room. And then when we got together to, int- to talk about his career and we talked during this podcast episode, 
he said it was actually the Dolphins' turnaround at the end of the season was more about emotion and heart and effort than just X's and O's. You know, he said he felt like he had to bring an energy and a, and a vibe to uh, the team when he got in there as a starter. And I thought, well, that actually sums him up as well because, you know, along the way over 15 years, it's probably not been perfect. I mean, he talked about in the podcast, he talks about the impact on his family of having to move eight different times. You know, he's got seven children and, um, you know, his very, very supportive wife who kind of leads the way whenever they have to move somewhere else. But, you know, it's not been perfect for him. It's not been 15 years all in one spot, but he's always brought that emotion, that energy and that heart. I think that's that, that, you know, if you sum up Ryan Fitzpatrick as a player, I'm going to go with the heart, you know, never sliding, always diving head first yeah. at the end of a run. Um, that's him. And that's why I think fans, players, everyone, wherever he's been, people have loved him. He puts it all on the line. He had a quote on your podcast, Neil, that I think completely uh, summarizes what you just said perfectly. At this point of his career, what do I have to lose, he said. And he also talked about having a 13 and 11-year-old boys that watch every game and they're going to copy his attitude with whether it's hanging his head or being you know, upbeat and encouraging. And he sets the right example that way. But going back to the idea that he plays with the mentality of what do I have to lose, but you also asked him about kind of this area of sweet spots for athletes, the experience and athletic ability both kind of coming together at the right time. And Fitz has told us, he told us last year in training camp that he thinks he's playing the best ball of his career. And I think if you go back to the tape last year, that would certainly be the case just based on the way he played and kind of dealing with the circumstances that he had and the situations he dealt with. Do you think that it's crazy to say that Ryan Fitzpatrick at 38 years old can be the best version of himself? No, I think it, I, as soon as he answered that, and that was kind of why I was leading him that way, I, I think that's clear to see. When you look at what he did in Tampa, um, I look at what he did last year with the Dolphins when he was back in there. I mean, we had uh, we had the Week 17 game on Sky Sports here in the UK uh, live, the, and we were kind of watching it thinking, well, Week 17, sometimes there's everything's decided. So you kind of you kind of just hope that the Dolphins can hang around long enough in this game against the Patriots to make it interesting. So at least we have an interesting program that we can put out to the viewers over here. And, and do you know what? I thought he had an answer for everything the Patriots defense threw at him, and that was a good defense. And when when the game was on the line with the last two minutes left, he just methodically moved the Dolphins down the field and fired that strike for the winning touchdown. And I, I thought, here's a quarterback now who has all the answers. He's probably seen every defense. And um, I mean, he's, he doesn't play scared, does he? I mean, he doesn't play, he plays like he, he plays loose. He plays with it all on the line and he's not afraid to make a mistake. And I think that goes back to exactly what he said to me, which is what have I got to lose? This might be something, Neil, that you you have to kind of go off the reservation in terms of this podcast you did with Fitzpatrick to answer, but I'm curious because you mentioned the way that he said that the hardest part about coming to a new team, because he has bounced around, you know, two years here, two years there, one year in a spot time and time again, and he comes in and has to develop these new relationships and get to know a whole new locker room, a whole new coaching staff, a whole new training staff, a cooking staff. I mean, the operation of an NFL football team is hundreds deep, and he comes in and finds a way to kind of galvanize this entire organization. Have you ever had conversations with teammates of Ryan Fitzpatrick that can tell you the exact same thing? Um, I haven't actually really spoken to many people that have, that have played with him. But I just get that sense from looking at looking at 
how fans react to him. And I saw it. I just, I'll just give you this. It's probably the only way I can really say where I've seen it. And, you know, he could tell me it, but I can see it as well in terms of fan bases is when we went uh, around the UK and we were touring, I think we did four shows in five nights, um, various spots around the UK. And we're, we're getting on the bus and we're going from city to city. And literally, as I introduced guests onto onto the stage, you know, they get a polite round of applause and fans were jumping out of their seats when um, when he walked out. They were singing the, you know, the Fitzmagic songs. <laughs> uh, we had we had guys turning up in with big beards on, some with fake beards on. We had guys with massive beards who could who asked if they could come on stage and meet Fitz. And then he got them to do a thing he and he and his linemen do. Uh, where they rub beards on each other. <laughs> I mean, he's he really bought into it. But I would say I, I've seen it more from the fan side as opposed to uh, teammates of his. And getting up close and personal with that beard, like you mentioned, the Fitzmagic beard, uh, you talked to him about does he still hide things in his beard. First, let's let's go ahead and start there, actually, Neil. You asked him if he, if he keeps things in his beard, and he mentioned something about baby carrots. Can you kind of, can you just expand upon that? Because I was, I was curious to hear more when I heard the podcast. Yeah, I think everyone should go and um, if they Google Ryan Fitzpatrick baby carrots, then there, there is a video there from NFL UK, um, an NFL UK live tour where so we're we're touring um, and talking on these NFL UK lives. And uh, Fitz was talking about how he used to stick things in the beard, pencils and pens. And then he tells a story about how um, it was Thanksgiving Day dinner and he had put a baby carrot into the beard. And so as, as Fitz is telling the story, he starts talking about how the kids have gone to bed and the wine's flowing and him and his wife are getting a little bit romantic. And then he pauses <laughs> because he's not quite sure how much more of the story to tell. And so then I just said, and out popped your baby carrot. And that was it. It went viral. <laughs> so, <laughs> oh my goodness. Yeah, so uh, yeah, you can do with that one what you will. But that was that was the story, and I, I suggest everyone go and look up Brian Fitzpatrick baby carrot on the internet. How much how much attention does he pay to his beard throughout the course of a day? Like being around him, is he is he manicuring it? Because that thing is so it's it's so majestic, Neil. When you and I'm sure you're getting up close to it, you had a chance to kind of see that. Like is is he kind of tinkering with the beard all day, or like what's his activity with his own facial hair? No, he leaves it alone. He, he leaves it alone. He, um, I think, he, you know, I don't think he even, uh, I don't think he even touched it once when I was there. It's just like, he lets it run free, you know, <laughs> he lets it do whatever it needs to do. I don't think he's, I don't think he's doing a lot of grooming. Um, yeah, he's just too, he's just too laid back and too chilled out for that. I'll tell you what, he, so he did, the only thing he did about his appearance that day. So we scooted down to the water's edge. And again, like I said, it was like a three or four minute scooter ride down to the water's edge. And then he, because he likes to be kind of outlandish and he was like, oh no, I wanted a, um, I had this shirt, uh, like a sort of real Florida shirt that screams Florida. I wanted to wear that. He was like, wait there, wait there. And he sort of went off on his scooter. He came back with the shirt on and, um, he was, because I think he was going on vacation the following week. So he, uh, so he came back with this, uh, kind of loud Florida, almost like Hawaiian type shirt on. And then, um, he said, uh, where are we going to sit while we're doing this interview? 
I was like, oh, we can either sit on the rocks by the water. And he said, well, the tide are coming soon. He's like, I tell you what, I'll go, go and get a bench. And off he goes on the scooter again. Then he comes scootering back with a bench <laughs> under his arm. <laughs> I mean, he did everything. He did all the kind of legwork to set up the interview. And actually, as we left on the on the as we finished the afternoon and we were heading out, he had a bag on on his table by his door with all these Hawaiian shirts for his holiday, and um, uh, and he said, "Oh, I should have worn this one." And it was the loudest, <laughs> brightest pink shirt you've ever seen and i was like oh, fits that would have been brilliant i said that shirt is brilliant i said it's bad it's so bad it's good and he wouldn't let me leave until he gave me the shirt he gave it to me he didn't even keep it he gave it to me it's up in my uh it's up in my closet now ready to go for whenever i go on vacation you gotta give him like a one of your shirts or a shirt and tie or a jacket like the old jersey swap they do Yes, you can have a Sky Sports suit. Yeah, that's perfect. So you guys, I don't see him as a suit and tie guy, really. Yeah, I don't. I don't know if he's ever worn. Maybe at Harvard. I would imagine that maybe he had to come across one one of his one day at Harvard. And let's go ahead and let's talk about that for a second, Neil. His his time in college at Harvard. You talk about his Wonderlick score. Got a forty eight out of fifty on the Wonderlick. He played in the East West Shrine game. And he remembers getting off the bus after that game and taking an exam proctored by an ex-Harvard coach in a hotel room. Winds up being the fifth to last draft pick back in 2005, was it? Five, yes. 2005. And so his time at college kind of prepared him for the league in a way, but it was also one of the more unique experiences for a player coming up through the draft process, was it not? Yeah, it was. And and because football wasn't the, the priority for... Um, for most of the students at that school. So I don't think he walked around like a, like a big shot. And I don't think maybe that's why he is like he is now. He was, he's never been that kind of big man on campus. I think he's just one of the guys. And um, yeah, it was interesting around the draft because his dad, uh, he didn't know if he was going to get drafted and he wanted to kind of keep it low profile. And his dad invited about 40 family members and friends to their house uh, on the weekend of the draft and he didn't get drafted on day one I think didn't get drafted on day two and then you know all these family people were around and, and Fitz is sitting off in a separate room embarrassed about not getting drafted um, and then he finally hears his name called and he's on his way but it wasn't it wasn't a traditional route to the NFL and I, I think that's what's going to be interesting about some of these stories that I tell you know one of my future guests will be Kurt Warner who was stacking shelves as we know in a in a grocery store before he came to nfl europe and then made it with the rams bruce arians was kicked off his high school um team as a quarterback and didn't know what kind of future he had before he became a graduate assistant coach no no one has any one kind of cookie cutter route to the nfl and that's where i think it'll be interesting with these stories um i'm also noticing uh, i've interviewed a few people already and started uh, sort of stockpiling some of these because they're fairly timeless, some of these uh, interviews. It's rarely about the yards and the wins and losses. It's, it's all about the relationships in the locker room and the relationships with uh, players and coaches, players and fans, players and teammates. I think that's coming through as I start to talk to more and more people. I think that's one of the things that you'll hear most you know, players that have moved on in their career and retired talk about is the thing they miss the most is that camaraderie and the relationships in the locker room yep. and just the day-to-day -day grind, being around guys, working towards that common goal. It really is a special bond created amongst all those players. And hearing those perspectives on your podcast will certainly be great, especially Kurt Warner. What a, what a great story that is. Bruce Arians, I didn't know much about his background until you told me here, so I'll definitely dive into that. All of you guys out there here, Drive Time Podcast fans, check 
out the Neil Reynolds podcast. He is Neil Reynolds, the host of Sky Sports TV, the Inside the Huddle podcast, and now, of course, the new project, the Neil Reynolds podcast. You can find him on Twitter, at Neil Reynolds NFL and his podcast, wherever you get your podcast from, the Ryan Fitzpatrick episode number one. Do not miss that. And of course, all the episodes after that. And Neil, when we do get back to normal life and we do get back to football, hopefully we can grab a pint sometime, whether it's over in your neck of the woods or out here in South Florida. Absolutely. Travis, I appreciate having you having me on. Uh, I appreciate the, the Dolphins uh, allowing me to uh, tell this Ryan Fitzpatrick story and um, yeah the Dolphins are one of the most popular teams in the UK so I hope to see you guys back over here in London soon we really appreciate it, Neil thank you so much thank you so do yourself a favor and go check out that podcast it's the first on the Neil Reynolds podcast the new project from Neil Reynolds of Sky Sports it's about 40-45 minutes I didn't want to get into too much detail because I don't want to spoil some of the details and some of the stories from that podcast, but I promise you will not be disappointed. The Dolphins quarterback is very, very entertaining, and that interview is fantastic from his time in high school up to college at Harvard through the pros, the challenges of becoming a quarterback that kind of had to go from backup to starter to backup to starter to bounce around the league, and then of course now his time with the Miami Dolphins. And how great was that quote about the fishing teaching techniques and how great of a coach he was always taking blame and deflecting any praise possible when Neil did in fact catch that fish. That's just the kind of guy he is. That's the kind of quarterback he is. And the other great note from this podcast that I took away was the quote that we heard from Fitz last training camp about how he thinks he's playing the best ball of his career. And throughout the course of the season and the year prior with the Buccaneers, To me, that's 100% true. So Fitzpatrick on the up and up, the trajectory pointing forward, and of course his presence in that locker room in Miami goes a long, long way, galvanizing the entire football team and creating a great, lighthearted, but serious work ethic in the Miami Dolphins locker room. So again, Neil Reynolds podcast, go check it out, Ryan Fitzpatrick. As for this edition of the Drive Time podcast, that's going to be my time. You all, please be sure to subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts. Leave us a rating, leave us a five-star review. That helps the podcast go up the charts there, helps us get out to more Dolphins fans. Follow me on Twitter at Wingfield NFL. Follow the Dolphins at Miami Dolphins. Check out the Fish Tank and the Audible podcast. And of course, MiamiDolphins.com, the 1985 look back with Nat Moore up on the website and all of our previous podcasts before that here on Drive Time. Until next time, fins up.